they've tried to do something themselves. It's now hurting them. They've gone six months without. The business is you know, suffering, the brand is suffering. The other staff are annoyed because they're a bit stretched and there's no light in the tunnel and they've wasted quite a bit of cash and time and effort if you have to quantify it. And then they come to you, we need them uh, six months ago. Welcome to Monday Mornings with Michelle, the new business podcast. Whether you're kicking off your day or kickstarting your business, Michelle is going to kick your ass into next week with the essential fours. Strategy, systems, support, and state of mind. Now, welcome to center stage, Michelle Nedelec. Hey there, peeps. This is Michelle Nedelec, and I'm super glad that you're here with us today because I'm here with my most amazing guest, Tom. Tom, thank you so much for being here today with us. That's it. My pleasure. Thank you for uh, allowing me to be here. Nice. For those of you who don't know, Tom is joining us from the land down under, and it is seven o'clock in the morning there. So I was just congratulating him on <laughs> being super astute. I know you guys all wake up that early, but I don't. So tell me, give us everybody the 5,000 foot view of who you are and what you love to do. Yeah. So, firstly, my name is Tom Hitchcock. I'm the founder of a company called Purple Patch Consulting. Um, actually, a quick question to yourself there, Michelle. Do you know what a purple patch is? I do not. I know what the patch is and I know what purple is, but I'm not sure what they are together. <laughs> okay. All right. So I'll take one step backwards. Okay. So I'm, I'm based in Sydney, Australia. Okay. But my accent is very British. So just to clarify there, people haven't got the sound settings incorrect. I am from another part of the world, living in this part of the world, a different part of the world to you. Okay. Um, now in England, a purple patch is a bit of a common saying okay some people know it some people don't and a purple patch is effectively a run of good fortune when you're having a a lucky period okay so everything seems to be landing the right side of the fence everything's going well for you okay now you know it you'll hear it occasionally in the media where there's a purple patch of movies out at the moment or there's a you know uh, this this team's having a bit of a purple patch and so forth. So it's a, it's a really good time for people, businesses, or whoever they want to apply it to. Okay. So, um, so I just thought I'd share that with you. It's close it's to a purple haze, but you don't have to go there to get one. Is that what I'm hearing? <laughs> yeah, yes, you can say that, yes. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a common saying, a bit like being in cloud nine or something yep. where you're feeling ecstatic and, you know, everything you touch is turning to gold. Love um, it. So, 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 if you know the name of, 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 the, of that saying, you know it's meaning, then my company name makes a lot more sense. If you don't, it makes no sense whatsoever. Okay, um, so I thought I'd just interject there and, uh, and uh, explain that, but that's, that's my company. Um, uh, front facing what this is, is, is a recruitment company. Um, this is something I've been doing for many years, of course, UK and Australia, and we're expanding. Um, but the idea behind this is we're trying to change the perception of recruitment um, through, through how we do business significantly. So we've got a couple of trademarks around it and it's really quite exciting what we're achieving at the moment. Um, but behind the recruitment, we've got a whole load of other things that we do. Okay, so, so from business coaching, we do uh, neuro change uh, uh, practitioner for, for individuals and organizations um we, we've got a whole load of things that we're doing which is fantastic but it all comes back to the same place it's serving businesses um and um, what we find if we're talking to people about their staffing and their workplace and their performance 
then the conversation naturally goes elsewhere anyway. Um, hence why we're not just doing the recruitment. Love that. So let's back up the bus a little bit because I got tons of questions to ask you about what you're doing right now. But how did you get into into recruiting? So that's a good question. So my, my story um, is, is quite varied and colourful in many respects. So back prior to the GFC, I was living in Spain. I had a nightclub and I had five call centres. Um, and, and life was good. I was enjoying myself. I was making more money than I could spend. And it was all done accidentally. So very, very organic and lots of fun. GFC did put an end to that. Um, so I got out okay. Um, not as I would have liked. Um, and Just for those who don't know, what is the GFC? Uh, the Global Financial Crisis. Hey. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah. A little it's same, fine. you know. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. That's yeah, one. Yeah, that, yeah, that one. There's been a collection, hasn't there? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, so Spain was hit quite hard in all fairness. They had 50 percent youth unemployment, and you can actually feel it as you're walking out and about, and and that significantly affected myself, my business, and so forth. But it was around about that time I'd had enough of Spain. Um, I'd had enough of what I was doing, and I, I, I gave it some thought as to where I wanted to be next, um, and it was Australia for a variety of reasons, okay, apart from it being a lovely place anyway. Um, but I couldn't just get into Australia with, with with being a business owner, which is coming out of that business. I needed to pick up a new trade. And um, when I did my research, recruitment was the closest trade, if you like, to what I was already doing. So I was already hiring, training, retaining, attracting talent. So I, so I figured I was kind of doing it anyway. Um, so I went back to the UK to learn it in the middle of GFC, which is probably the hardest, the baptism of fire you could get in an industry. Um, but yeah, that's what I did. And I've been doing it now for, well, since then, it's just 14 years in its entirety. Very cool. So gross assumption, you're doing it internationally, are you? Or Yes, we are. Um, so uh, we're just opening up our new office in Singapore uh, next week, which is nice. And we do have, well, we've got a lot of enterprise level clients, which means that, that the same person will contact me. Do you have someone for Mexico? Have you got someone for wherever, Dubai? You know, it's, it, it's, it's a constant. So, and the rules are the same. We can, we can just keep trading. Very cool. And is there any industry that you particularly love to work with? Okay, so we're a generalist agency on purpose. And that's out of experience when I've sat in, when I was in employment in recruitment, so I'd sometimes see a highly specialized recruiter that does very well. <coughs> but the moment something changed, whether it be the market, they've lost a, a client, um, or they've had to change their specialism for whatever reason, okay? I found that they, nine times out of 10, they failed. They struggled to get going again. So what that told me firstly is they become product dependent, okay? Uh, but more importantly is they, they become complacent, so they've lost their professional attributes, okay? So when someone engages a recruiter, they don't engage them to know more about their own business than they know about it themselves. So you don't need to be specialized. What you must be able to do is be able to be professional in what you do as a recruiter, as a consultant, okay? Which means you, need, you should be able to be agile and turn your hands to any role, any place, and do anything. 
because you actually genuinely listen and get the information you need um, to do your due diligence and determine if it's something that we can work on or not. Very cool. So when it comes to placement of agencies, like you mentioned enterprise, which is kind of a <laughs> structure of business, if you will. Um, are there certain kind of industries though that are more apt to look for uh, recruiting recruitment from you? Okay, so our areas where we've had most success have been IT, sales, and construction. Where they've been the areas where we seem to get most of our wins. We've had the construction boom. So when I was doing the recruitment here, my clients were construction and they'd still just ring me on mobile. So there's a bit of a backwash from when I was employed. Um, sales right now is post COVID. Everybody wants to make up for lost time, fixed budgets and so forth. So they're, they're not hens teeth at the moment, or at least anybody any good. Um, because everyone's doing the exact same things at the same time, so you're creating a false economy on uh, supply demand. And IT, IT, IT's been a constant for quite some time because you know, you know, it's like at the moment you get some, a brand new laptop, it's automatically old, you know, <laughs> um, and it, uh, it doesn't mean represent IT in its entirety. But these things update so quick, technology moves so fast um, that. They, first, we need to keep on top of the staffing to reflect that. Um, but the systems and processes for companies change. There's always something new, shiny, faster, sexier. Uh, and then subsequent problems which come from it, which will include things like cyber attacks, um, your, your, your cyber security for the business, for your IP. Um, so all of these, it's, it's been a constantly growth industry. So those are, those are areas we've been having a lot of success with recently. Very cool. So what are some of the problems that business owners make uh, when hiring period or and then if you could jump into and especially when they're hiring international, because I'm sure there's things that we all do wrong <laughs> the best of times, but. Yeah, absolutely. So it is that's definitely a can of worms. So how long is this podcast for? We're going to go point form yeah. for the next three weeks. <laughs> It's like anything, isn't it? So Luxury. it's a bit like if I've got a client as a home builder, okay, and I go and buy, build my own home, they'll tell me off later. They'll say, Tom, why don't you come to us? We could do it quicker, faster, better. We know what we're doing. This is what we do, okay? Generally, when I speak to a client, they try to do something themselves. It's now hurting them. They've gone six months without. Their business is, you know, suffering. The brand is suffering. The other staff are annoyed because they're a bit stretched and there's no light in the tunnel and they've wasted quite a bit of cash and time and effort if you're to quantify it and then they come to you we need them uh, six months ago okay so th this is the common thing so i think uh, in businesses we just need to identify what we can do ourselves what we can't okay and at the moment we try to do something ourselves off a whim especially if it's to try to save time and money or even more then then it, that's where it goes wrong you know we just realize what we're good at what we're not good at and, and let's just outsource that so I can focus on my core business um, so when generally when I speak to my clients um, especially people who are not particularly well versed with liaison with their agent um, they, they do tend to come to us too late <laughs> so we, we, yeah, there's still limitations we can only deal with the hand uh, the, the cards that we've been dealt as well you know so the more limitations the the, the tougher the outcome is likely to be, you know? So they come to us a little bit too late. Um, and sometimes we, we can fix it up quickly, but then they've wasted, it, it sort of 
it, it puts their nose out of joint for what they've done already and the time and money they've spent on it, you know? Um, so that's that's probably the main thing where people go wrong with their agency engagement, engagement themselves. The second thing is how they go to market as well. So a lot of companies do rely purely on advertising of one which way, shape, form or another, okay? Um, and the problem with the advertising is you're only really working, if you're lucky, with 12% of the marketplace, okay? So it changes a little bit with uh, with uh, economic, uh, with the economic pendulum and things changing, um, but 12% make up the active candidate base. They're, they're the ones that tend to be looking out of uh, the other 88 who are passive and, and fairly content in their roles. So you're firstly fishing in the smaller pool for candidates, it will sound bad, but generally it's not the best pool either, okay? You will find the occasional gem in there, but the problem is they're also applying to other companies at the same time. So you now got a bidding war on the one person you have found that's decent, the others, you know, you'll, you'll politely pass on, and you think that's your market. When there's a whole 88% that you haven't tapped into that probably represent the better candidates for you, lots more of them, okay? Um, and they're not applying for any jobs, so there's no bidding more. So the, t the trick is to get into those passives just as they're becoming active, just before. Very cool. So that's one awesome trick to the trade that you have. You'd mentioned that you have a different way of looking at recruitment. What are some of your unique ways of doing things that differentiate you? So we've got a couple of trademarks. The first one we've had, and as you can see on our website, Purple Patch, consulting.com is we've got the trademark for the science of recruitment okay which when i put up there made a lot of sense to me made a lot less sense to other people so they've been misunderstood however i can explain it a little bit more for us more recent trademark which is omni recruitment okay um and so what this means is people assume because we've got science of recruitment we're going to apply a scientific methodology towards what we do for you okay Sounds fantastic, but it's not true. <laughs> We're dealing with people. It's like herding cats telepathically, okay? Um, and every client's different. There's so many variables. If we were to put something rigid in place, it's not going to work, okay? What it is meant to do is, I think I said this earlier, is we're trying to change the perception of recruitment. This is for candidates. This is for clients. This is for staff. This is for everybody who has a touch point around recruitment. And to do that, we need to look at what's, what's working, what isn't working at, at a molecular level and, and change everything that we can do, okay? So the science of recruitment is where we're putting theories to test. We've got an idea to do this differently. We've got an idea to to get rid of CVs for good and we're gonna try a different system. You know, we're, you know this is the sort of thing we're looking at. Um, and Omni recruitment is one of the things that's birthed out of our trial and error of trying all these different ways. Um, so we're not just doing the same thing, expecting different results, you know. Um, we want it to be, uh, we want to make the advancements, okay. So what was quite common on the client side of recruitment is when they're thinking about going to an agency, the question is, do we go to an agency or do we not? You know, that's their, their, their business case, you know, fundamentally, that's the question that's being asked. What we're trying to do is change it from that to, when we go to an agency, which product shall we pick? Okay. Very cool. So Omni Recruitment, for example, we've got we've got a whole suite of different models 
Okay, we're in, in Australia, we know we're the only agency that does that, so it's a genuine USP. Um, and you know, say if you was a client of mine and you, uh, we're having a coffee in Sydney and you said we need X per XYZ, you know, I'll be saying to you with these your options, which would you like? Which is a lot more professional. Here's the price, do you want to do it or don't you? Okay. And it may be that, Michelle, you, you'll end up going back to the traditional route, and that's perfectly fine. It may still suit you, but it's just nice to have that choice. So when you say you have a different product selection, what do you mean by that? Different models. Okay, so so my, my analogy I tend to use, so we use a recruitment menu, is what we send out when people ask for more information. So the analogy we use is the recruitment industry as it is, it's the same as going to a restaurant, which you like, when you need to, Okay, and the only thing on the menu is a steak. Okay, um, it's a lovely steak, I'm sure it is, but you can have variations of it. It can be well done, it can be rare, it can have uh, peppercorn sauce or you know, blue cheese, whatever. <laughs> you know, it, it, it changes. You can have variations, but it's the same product dressed up different ways. Okay, mm -hmm. which it represents 99.9% .9 of the recruitment industry. Okay. Mm -hmm. What we've done is we've added a fish dish. We've added a vegetarian dish. You may still, when you're there, oh, it's nice, it's nice, and I've got options, go back to your steak and the, whatever variety of hay like it cooked and presented that's, you, is your preference. Um, but, still, but you still would like to have that choice. So we just put those extra couple of choices in there in the sense of models themselves. So can you give me a, an example of a couple of the different models and how they would run differently? The main one, the main one is our low cost model. Okay, um, so a pain point for people that use agencies, if it hasn't worked out, is, is it can appear to be an expensive exercise. Okay, so for example, the biggest personal fee that I've done has been ninety eight thousand five hundred, and so that's before they paid the salary. Okay, and I understand that's going to be a big shock to a business to pay, um, and especially as it was done so quickly. That was a week turnaround, so. Obviously, they feel. Congratulations! <laughs> yeah, I could do it with one of them right now if anybody's listening. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so it can be quite an expensive exercise. So the moment, and the, the principle of that is that we're basing it on a percentage of the salary. And when I'm saying the variations of the stake, we can do um, executive search. That's a variation of it. We can do labour hire. We're with a percentage of, of the hourly rate. So it's still the same thing, it's just chopped up different ways, okay? Um, in fact, what tends to be the case, which is fair to assume, is what seems cheaper, like with contract, with a percentage of an hourly or a day rate, overall ends up being the most expensive, because you end up owning nothing and paying a lot, okay? Um, just a little bit of free advice there. <laughs> Recruit, recruiters love it when we get a contract, because we, you know, we, st we still own everything we've got, and we're just charging a premium, but it looks like it's nothing, okay? Mm -hmm. Um, so, so there's the monetary side with that. The low cost option we do is an alternative. So we do a flat fee of just 2K, okay? Um, we can only do it on certain roles, um, but the product is different. So it's not a placement service we'll turn around. So it's not a discount, it is a completely different service. Um, but we guarantee them five matches CVs and they've got all their information. So they own all five of those, okay? If, if we've only provided the minimum, okay? What this means is they could effectively take all five of them. Right? So instead of just paying for one, they could it gets even more value with it as well. Okay, but they've got some guarantees with it as well, um, which work really well for the clients, but interlinks to the other 
option. So if it ends up with the locals option, they've given it a go and it hasn't quite worked, they can offset that against the more traditional route anyway. So they're not out of pocket anyway, because we'll still work until the job's done. So we've got we've got the structure where they then we've got these different models. They can try to save money, try to save time. They can try to have a slightly different service, but they all need to link anyway. They'll communicate with each other so that they could switch at any point as well. So ultimately, what this means is people get a chance to try something different. Hopefully, it works. If it does, brilliant. If I save my clients' money, they'll come back to me every time. You know, if I've dropped you know eighty percent off a fee. They're going to be very happy with that. In my experience, it tends to please people. Um, um, but if not, they're guaranteed anyway. So it's a safe, safe uh, um, sort of trial to do, and that's how they interlink. Nice. Well, and I would suspect that a lot of companies out there, especially well-established companies, are just going to go, we need this person, we need a really good person, and we need them now. We should have done this six months ago. We didn't. Just get me the best. Get them now. And they understand how much it would cost to go and find that person, to go and like nurture them. And you've already got kind of that realm there. And then there's a whole other group of business owners that are like, well, it's just not in the budget. <laughs> it's like, which kind of pains me. But um, and we went over that is that they're trying to do it the wrong way to save themselves a penny in order to to um you know because there's they're thinking this is the budget i have as opposed to the how much i'm going to make when i have this person in place doing their job properly um any other comments that you want to add to that or am i just preaching to the choir <laughs> um, to the choir, but i can probably add to it a little bit because firstly i do actually understand where companies go from whether you know i don't have the budget for it it's a no okay because if, if we desensitize ourselves to the actual hard dollars on it um then, then we're not doing it, it justice for anybody we need to acknowledge that okay so i do get it but in that same token there's also the reverse okay so we've done lots of research i haven't done it for the states yet i have had a look but i haven't got the conclusive information but for australia on its average salaries and factoring in everything on the cost of a bad hire so this may be for an agency maybe not um, it's the retraining staff, the damage to the brand, the time spent from the people taken away from the actual job they should be doing to do it. It's between 120 and 150k per person. Exactly. Um, so, so what we've done there is part, I suppose, just looking at the agency fee, which is a part of it, and we're not meaning to desensitize us to it. Everything else factored in is a lot more than that. And if you get it wrong, the cost is way over that fee you, you're uh, debating about, you know? Absolutely. Now, the, the, these facts and figures are pretty solid for Australia, so I can use them in presentations. Um, I don't have that same for the states, but I would imagine the formula, how they, they created this, is going to be pretty similar. So I think you, you could probably gauge that as, a, as, a, as an idea is that maybe that the hard dollars is a little bit or quite a bit more especially if you do it wrong even if you do it right than just that fee itself the fee that fee we need to make a profit that you know so there's lots of things that go into this as well oh absolutely so give us an example of one of your cinderella stories somebody that came to you super frustrated and left elated or you know one of those uh, you know what i'm probably going to use that same example i used earlier um and this is I thought we could put out a few others, but as you quite rightly said, I haven't had my coffee yet. So this is uh, this is lethargic Tom. 
um, sewing. Um, but that, that particular placement, that was a bit unique. So the person ended up being at 422,000 was the salary, all in. He was doing very well. But the, yeah, the, just the purely cost, out of curiosity, who gets that kind of a salary? Um, someone who is the only person that can do it. Which, so, which uh, makes me think that that would be the founder of the business, which makes me think, no. how do you hire out the founder? So this is the thing. <laughs> how does that this, work exactly? <laughs> so this particular company, it was a, a kind of a left field developer. So it, they're quite interested in how they do what they do. Mm -hmm. uh, um, but they, they've just done some rezoning in Sydney. So the legislation around what you can and can't do in certain areas had all changed. Um, and what they did was a little bit different and they needed someone to reflect this. So they needed a land acquisition manager that was all across the new legislation changes. So that made the, that, the small pool tiny, but across a certain component of it, okay? Um, and there was only one person that did where he came from a different industry. So he knew something from there. It was across this new legislation and, it, and put the two together. He eventually was the only person that could do it. Yeah, um, uh, so we had to look a little left field to get him, but they'd been looking for about six to nine months for this person, I think. Um, but also knowing they've exhausted the market, but, they had, but what they hadn't done is try to look at it a little bit differently. So I so said, we, we filled this job in a week. And he had three interviews in that week. Um, they were so happy with that, that they didn't quabble over that field. I think even that was paid within a week as well, which is rare. They usually leave us hanging a little bit longer than that. Um, and you know, that, that, that was a lovely example where it's just something that, okay, we, we've got some tools, we've got some ex expertise, we're going to genuinely deliver something that you've just told us does not exist. Uh, and we are proved you wrong in a nice way. Nice. That's awesome. That's a great story. I love that. So what might be some of the frustrations that somebody's having right now and they're thinking, oh my God, Tom, I need you so bad. You got to come save us. What's going on for them? What problems are they seeing in their hiring and recruiting? Okay, so there's there's a bit of a generalization, but there's also the here and now. The here and now is mm -hmm. all the sales staff. Everybody wants something, whether it's a BDM, a sales director, a, a junior to come in and learn it, what have you. Um, this is where people are struggling for, for the COVID after effects, if you like, um, if, the, if, if we are in the after effects yet, but that's another conversation. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but ultimately, this is what everyone's looking for. Okay, so... What people are struggling with is they can't get what they want for that money. They're only getting sounds bad B grade products at a premium, um, and that's if they can get them. Um, so the, that's causing them some problems at the moment. Uh, my advice to all of these people, and I'm quite open about this now, especially something that's a trans transferable skill, is look for people outside of your sector. Okay, so there's people itching to get out of retail, for example, that have those skills, but they're not corporate. You just need to smooth that over and bring them in, and they're gonna they're gonna fly, okay. As opposed to just looking, well, this is the sector, that, and this is all we've got. Start to look outside of it, um, and people will want to move sector. That will that will make sure you still get your superstar people, and you can generate um, that interest that way around. It's, it's, it's the problem. The here and now one. Um, yeah, the generalization. I'll come back to that one because I've lost my fear of where I was going to go. That's okay. That That's, That's all it. good. Because I know that a lot of people think, oh, well, I can just do it myself and I'll save some money. And I 
I can give you examples in almost any industry where that is a terrible thing to think, and it's not really going to get you ahead. Um, so, well, you can come back to it, but if somebody's listening to this right now and they know they want more from you, how do they start their journey with you? The first things first is have the conversation. Uh, don't put it off with fear. Of it's, it's a bit like going to an expensive clothing store. I'm not going in there in case a salesperson tries to sell me a jacket that I don't need. Okay, um, but you, you might you, you're robbing yourself of some opportunities. You have some self control. You know, um, have these conversations. All right. Um, the, there is a time where you can do this yourself. Okay. Um, and that's if you've got time to recruit. So we don't need the person in a hurry. Brilliant. Do it yourself or if it's an easy role to fill. But you can speak to a recruiter and they will give you this information. Okay? Um, uh, you know, they'll tell you how difficult this is going to be and, and what the market's like. So you can help qualify whether, whether you should do it yourself or not. Because if you can do it yourself and it's, it's not business critical, then do, save your money. I, I do turn around and say to people, you get the same thing, you know? You can, why are you not doing this yourself? And then they turn around and say, actually, we have absolutely no spare time. No problem, I'm doing it. And I'll be saving your time as opposed to your money. You know? Um, but if you need the person yesterday, if it's a hard to fill role, then absolutely engage an agency. Um, but also do a bit of your own research to back it up because they will sometimes tell you a few things um, which suit them. There's going to be things around um, standard salaries and what have you. What I tend to do um, when it comes around to people's salaries, I, I tend to present people to to clients for what they're currently on or they're previously on. So instead of saying, I want, or they want X amount, and especially if they're on a percentage of salary, so it's all, it tends to be a little bit buffered on top, okay? If we look at what they're currently on, you know if you can afford to better that or not, okay? If they're not working for that company anymore and they've had a little gap for whatever reason, you still want to better it because you want them to start off on the right foot. You don't want to say, okay, well, this is what you're on before, so I'm offering you the same you kind of start and off on the wrong foot as well, you know? Mm. I like that. And I had to laugh when you say people are afraid to go into those high-end stores. And I'm like, well, I've had the opposite experience. If they don't like the way you look or the way you're dressed that particular day, it's like, mm, you don't deserve to be in here, honey. <laughs> like trying to get them to have a conversation is harder. So absolutely, peeps. Dr. Tom, he's awesome. And you'll be able to get a better assessment of what it is that you're looking for and how... Uh, having a professional recruiter might be able to help you with that. And I'm assuming they can go to purplepatchconsulting.com, correct? That's correct. That's sitting there. We've recently done up the site, so you probably find some of my grammatical errors still there. Feel free <laughs> to me. Um, as a recruiter, I do have thick skin, so I'm okay. I'll just cry myself to sleep when you find them. <laughs> and all the favorites and behaviors all spelt with use and you know, all weird things like that, but it's okay, peeps. <laughs> we'll figure it out. <laughs> yes, yes, I apologize. I am British. And uh... <laughs> they'll tell me I have spelling errors. It's like, no, that's how we spell things. You're good. <laughs> yeah, awesome. We did need that caveat, so thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> so I have to ask you this. At what point in life did you know that you're a special kind of crazy enough to think that you could become an entrepreneur? Um, I think it's something that's innate in people. Um, so I had quite a poor upbringing. So, was, and I just remember as a kid, I always wanted to do all these little things, had these ambitions. I wanted my family to have more than what they had, or just some more security more than anything. Um, so, um, and I kind of figured it, it going into adult life that if I really wanted those things, you can't do that working somewhere else for someone else. 
okay? You need to be the architect of your own future, okay? To do that, you need to take a slight leap of faith, um, work out what it is you're good at, make it happen, persevere, um, and then you've got it in control uh, within reason, you know? Um, you, you you pay yourself what you're genuinely worth and you can, you can design your future. So um, with, for the, that for me is a bit of a fire in a belly situation. It's either you can't force yourself to be that person, either you are or you're not. Very cool. It's been awesome. Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it immensely. Any last words for our peeps? Um, my favorite thing, which I, which I always tell people, but I'm thinking this is good because we haven't really touched on the candidates for here, if there's any of those listening as well, is uh, don't compete in a crowded space. And how do you not compete in a crowded space? There's always ways with all unique around it away. Every every business has its own USPs. Every individual has its zenith and their, and their, and their little point which purely determines them. Find out what it is. Let the world know and you, everyone will remember you. Nice. Like our $400,000 <laughs> recipient. Go figure out what that one thing is that they can only hire you for and suddenly you find your salary goes up. That is brilliant. Yeah. You've yeah. been Thank awesome. You <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, peeps. This is Michelle Nedelec. Thank you so much for being here with us today. We love to help build and scale your business. So be sure to subscribe on your favorite app to the business uh, <laughs> podcast. This is why you have show notes, people. To show up next time, subscribe. We love having you and we love helping you scale your business.